Peter, why has the corporate watchdog asset gone public with an open letter to force the banks to do the right thing? Well, Sabra, this is a big uh, shot across the bowels. It's an open letter sent to 30 financial institutions, including the big four, Westpac, the NAB, ANZ, the Commonwealth, but also credit unions, building societies and payday lenders, reminding them of ASIC's expectations under the National Credit Code. ASIC Commissioner Daniel Press makes the point that despite what we've been hearing about banks wanting to help, calls to the National Debt Helpline have gone up by 28% over the past year. Consumers are reporting very high levels of financial stress and delinquencies and hardship applications are also starting to increase, though, from fairly low levels. Bank CEOs have been saying customers in trouble need to pick up the phone, but ASIC wants banks to genuinely consider customer circumstances, fully communicate and take necessary action to ensure they fulfil their obligations in supporting customers. ASIC's Daniel Press told me banks need to do more than just talk about good intentions in dealing with distressed customers. This is really a warning to banks that they need to ensure that they are acting in the right way. What we have seen is some inconsistency within the banks and I think that is what is concerning us around some of these hardship arrangements in that it needs to be consistent as to who you talk to at a bank and it shouldn't matter whether you ring a branch or the head office or your branch manager, you should get the same response. So is this in some ways a bit of a shot across the bows to remind banks that they do have these obligations? It really is. Uh, It's reminding banks and other lenders that as we see the economy getting tougher and we see people really facing cost of living pressures and hardship that they are actually able to get the relief they need if they need it from their bank. So this is a very strong reminder, but is there an or else factor? There's absolutely an or else factor. Uh, There is absolutely further action that we will take if banks are not meeting these standards and we will take enforcement action if, if we think it's required to ensure that banks are in fact meeting those legal obligations. So if there is evidence that banks are acting unethically, unlawfully or without compassion, can they be fined? They can. We could put licence conditions on to a lender to ensure that they are in fact meeting those hardship requests and requirements or we'll be doing whatever we need to do within our toolkit to ensure that they're compliant with their obligations. That's the Australian Securities and Investments Commissioner, Danielle Press. Peter, how are the banks responding to that warning? Well, Sabra, it's the same story from the Australian Banking Association, which represents the big banks. They still want customers to ask for help as early as possible. A statement from Chief Executive Anna Bly says banks will help on a case-by-case basis with the restructuring of loans, the option of interest-only repayments or lengthening the term to reduce repayments. And still on that issue of mortgage stress, the incoming governor of the Reserve Bank of Australia, Michelle Bullock, has given what's probably her final speech as Philip Lowe's deputy. What is her outlook for interest rates? Well, Sabra, this speech was mainly about the challenges of climate change and how the Reserve Bank sees the future, but it's hard to escape interest rates. Uh, The Reserve Bank board is almost certain to leave the cash rate on hold at 4.1% when the board meets next week. But Michelle Bullock was careful not to make any predictions in a response to a reporter question. Uh, Philip Lowe's ill-fated signal about near zero rates until 2024 was clearly resonating in the audience. I hope you're not asking me to give forward guidance. (laughs) 
But um, on that point, I mean, I think all central banks at the moment are grappling with how much further they need to go, the persistence of inflation, particularly services, core services inflation, and whether or not they've done enough or whether there remains a little bit to be done. I'm reluctant to give any sort of um, predictions on how long interest rates might have to stay high. Um, in Australia's case, all I can say is that we may have to raise interest rates again, but we're watching the data very carefully and um, we'll be taking decisions uh, for the time being until next year, at least month by month. And that's Michelle Bullock, the Deputy Governor of the Reserve Bank, and before her, Peter Ryan.